Hey, this is Jason Cass with uh, The Grow Show. Jason and my main man, Joey. Don't forget Joey. So here we are back uh, doing something. This is the first one of 2015 that we've done. We, um, we, we had to take a little hiatus there because of the holidays. And then getting back into January, there's a couple things that Joey and I are working on inside of Grow through DEMA. That's been occupying a lot of our time. And maybe we'll get a little time, Joey. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but it, it's, it's really kind of an exciting thing. We're, we're excited, so we hope you're excited. And if you're not excited, too bad. You'll be excited soon enough. So I want to appreciate you taking your time and coming here to the Grow Show, the first one, as I said, of 2014. And uh, what is today? The 11th of February. And what we're going to be talking about is insurance. Ha! Huh, imagine that. Comma, Google's role. And I want to talk about um, this. I, I know that if you're listening to this live, which uh, tells us, yeah, we got a couple of viewers. Are you listening to this live, um, or if you're listening to it at a later time, whether you're on YouTube right now watching this, or you're listening to the auto version on the Agents Influence Grow podcast, um, you're gonna you're gonna say to yourself, I have read a lot, I've heard a lot about um, Google and the things that they're doing and the emergence, and really, no one knows anything specific. But if you do listen to the Agents Influence podcast that we had uh, with Chip Basialko from the uh, CEO of TrustedChoice.com. It was about two or three weeks ago, middle of January. He said, him being a CEO, hanging out with other CEOs, told me that there's two big announcements that, that Google will be releasing in the next couple months that are going to be pretty groundbreaking and earth-shattering. He said he doesn't know it exactly, but he knows what the premises of the of the uh, of the of the topic is going to be, and he say it's it's going to be pretty big. It's going to be pretty big, two of them. So just like we encountered a lot of those different stories of these different Amazons and and WalMarts and these different people moving into the insurance stream, trying to get a little bit of that cash that you and I spend on our spouses um, and in our families, they're going to want a little piece of that. But is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? We don't know. So what Joey and I want to do here over the next uh, 30, 40, 50 minutes is we want to unpack that for you. And we want to like kind of say, this is what we think. We're going to look forward to the questions that are going to come in from the viewers. And it's, it's um, I don't think it's such doom and gloom. Keep in mind that it's a human trait for us that if we don't know or understand something, we initially don't like it. That's a tribal instinct. That's tribal. I mean, if you were outside my tribe back in the day, you were probably an enemy. And that, that, that's just something that we've had. Now, now it's amazing, and we've all been a part of it, that once we find out the facts, the information, or we encounter it, or we know it, or we get to understand it, more than likely, we, we tend to like it, like mass majority of the time. Right now, we're in that stage where we just don't know, and we don't understand what they're going to do. So we can only go off what the brilliance of Joey and Jason are going to say and what your questions are. So I'm interested in your thoughts. So let's get started. So Joey, we've been hearing a lot of, um, a lot of conversation that's been coming in the ways of Google. I mean, uh, Agency Nation... Um, Ryan Hanley, um, you, you've heard it in my podcast. It's been a lot of talks just on general, on Entrepreneurial Magazine. I read something on Huffington Post. I mean, ABC News did a thing on it about the emergence of Google into the industry. And before we get, before we start digging, initially, 
without getting in details, I mean, Joey, do you have any thoughts or any ideas that kind of skim the surface on what agents or insurance professionals, the way they should be thinking about this whole thing with the little we know? Let me, let me kind of start there. Well, first, it's it's definitely good to be back. I miss uh, your Musk here in the public setting. We've uh, I've seen enough of it uh, behind the scenes, but it is good to be back uh, doing this grow show here finally in 2015. Uh, five minutes into the show, I think that's a record for the first time me getting to speak on the show. I think you've set an all-time new record as far as letting me get get the first word in. Um, I had to give you a hard time. What was your actual question now? Because I had a, I had a, I had the real question. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's fine. And then the question is, is what? I mean, what's your? Not getting deep. Let's dig into that in a minute. But what's your thoughts about what you've read so far out there with the Google and emergence in the industry? Yeah. So I think with Google and insurance and anybody, let's just Google and let's put technology giant. You know, in place of whether it's Google or whoever, there's going to be tons of people with technology based solutions that are going to try and kind of infiltrate the industry, we'll say. I agree. And like you said, it's going to be a reaction of, well, this isn't good, whatever, and we're going to fight it. And I'm always against fighting against progress. I think that's just, you know, a way to just delay things from happening. I don't think you should be fighting backwards. You should be fighting forwards. And figuring out exactly what that would mean for this particular instance, I don't know that we all fully understand it, but... Um, you know, initially with Google coming into play, um, and from what I've seen with any technology company, is they're just focused on delivering the lower lowest price and putting them side by side. The comparisons, like I, I feel like they're not truly trying to understand how to replicate what it is that we may do as insurance agents. They're forgetting a a huge piece of that. And regardless of who is providing that information, I think that's the ultimate key to this whole thing because people still hate insurance and think it's very boring. And they're not going to want to learn what they need to learn to make that decision, and they're still going to need at least something somewhere, whether it's an actual physical face-to-face -face or whether it's through this stuff we call Internet marketing. Right. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's something that I struggle with when I'm thinking about the future of the industry, when I'm thinking about the future of my agency, when I'm thinking about possibly bringing my son in. He's 15. Um, you know, it's against the law right now, but it's a family business. He can work as much as early as he wants. So I, I think that, I don't know, I'm torn about it too, but let's talk about what their emergence would be. Okay? Let's, let's start there, Joey. So... What does that mean? Like, are they going to become an insurance company? Are they going to become an insurance agent? Really, if you've thought about this, you know where I'm going with this. But if you haven't, this is something to think about. Because, like, we're just like, oh, man, Google's going to start selling insurance. Eh, I don't think that's going to happen yet. I got, a, I got a part two for that. But right now, I don't think they're going to be selling insurance. What do you think, Joey? Yeah, I think I think they're going to start probably as as agents first. You know, they're just going to sell four different companies. Would be I my disagree. Guess. Oh, oh, really? Well, what do you think they're going to? If they're not going to be oh, an insurance company, well, if, if they're not going to be an insurance company, then what are they going to be? They're a distributor. So I think I think you know they are a Walmart. They are well, an well, Amazon. What is an agent? An agent sells and is part of that distribution system. I'll give you an example, and this is weird, but SIAA, um, I'm a part of them. So are we. I, so are you? Yep. Okay, fantastic. So when I went to their meeting, if you look at the large, I was there at this meeting, and they were explaining that they are having an issue with Insurance Journal 
because Insurance Journal rates the top 100 largest brokers and agencies um, every year. And they are usually anywhere between 1 and 5, or like 2 and 5. And one of the categories, they're actually the largest when it talk, if you talk about them as an agency, okay? Because they have like 5,300 agency members. It's ridiculous. But they won't let Insurance Journal put them as an agency. They refuse to fill out the form saying that they're an agency or a broker or an aggregator or a cluster. They say that they are a distribution system. So when I first heard that, I'm like, what does that mean and how does that work? And that's a whole other show for another time and what we're talking about with these because they're really nothing more than a system like, like Walmart would be for their products. They're nothing more than a location to then push that product, which would kind of make them like almost a captive of independent insurance agency systems. If that kind of makes sense, I don't. I don't really know. But it, but but here's the point of this to everybody listening: chew on that and just think about that as a distribution system. But that's where I see them going, and this is the reason why we're having this as a grow show, Joey, because this is an absolutely huge topic on what we think. So, Joey, what do you think about that? I I think we might be splitting hairs just a little bit as far as whether we're saying distribute. I mean, because let's let's face it, we distribute the products for companies, you know, uh, in a different fashion possibly. I think I think uh, SIAA is doing it just to avoid having a target on their back. You know what I mean? I think they just kind of want to not be labeled. They don't want to be put up in the top. They're just kind of staying under. I know I've heard talks of them actually going to try to become an insurance company now. I don't know where I heard that from. but Okay. See, uh, that would surprise me. That would surprise me. So let's look at Google's track record. One of the things that we talked about before is that Google is big emphasis on is that they find what they're good at doing and they do it well. We know that, don't we, Joey? Sure, yeah. That, that's right on their website. Okay, so all you guys listening, this is right on the website. So one thing we know they do well and they do it really well is search. So at my agency at JDC Insurance Group, I have insurance agents that are actually real estate agents that are licensed. And they're licensed so that I can pay them a new business and renewal commission. A lot of agents out there just go and they try to get leads from them. But me, I said, wait a minute. I'm going to incentivize these people and saying, did you know that I don't even think incentivize is actually a word? I'm serious. I was trying to spell that one day and I couldn't find it. Anyway, see, mine jumps all over the place. Sorry. So anyways, so and that, by the way, is Joey's phone. Sounds yeah, like a guitar, but it's not. Not I'm, the thing I'm, hanging up behind him. Unprofessional. So, no, it's not. Shoot, mine will ring next. I haven't even turned mine off. But the thing is, is that those agents are have a bigger incentive rather than just me give, taking them to lunch or whatever, they're now getting commissioned. They're part of the deal. I think the same thing is going to be followed along with Google. I think Google has said, we're good at what? The agent, the real estate agent said, we're good at getting people who buy homes in our office, and we have them right in front of it, and it has to be part of that process. So why don't Jason, you let you help us out, give us the resources we need, and, we'll cut, and we'll, you can cut us in, and we'll give you the lead. Huh, sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Sounds like a pretty good deal to them. Same thing with Google. Google's in control of who gets to see everything. They're the real estate agent who's in control of that homeowner's, that home being sold. 
I think they're good at that and they said, hey, we can be that person. It's like Walmart. Walmart's not good at it. They they taught they uh they partnered with a company, an agency out of New Jersey, starts with a T, I can't remember their name, but they they now are really just the agent. Walmart is a distributor. They're saying, Hey, we got these uh, people in here. Walmart Walmart partnered with autoinsurance.com. Caught with who? I believe. Autoinsurance.com. Does that okay. sound right? Yeah, but they're still pushing Safeco. They're still pushing all this stuff. If you get the Walmart card at the this thing, is, it's got Safeco. I think this Travelers. This from the New York Times article I'm looking at. So that, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. They may have partnered with somebody, but if you look at the actual Walmart thing, they they are partnered with Safeco. And if any of, of the people watching or anybody want to just kind of put on something there, that would kind of help. But we were talking about this in the insurance mastermind group. And inside the mastermind group, someone, I think it was Josh or whatever, took a picture. And this was last October or November, took a picture of the Walmart card. And it had like four or five of our carriers on it and, and of the people that were in the mastermind group. And it kind of infuriated people. Now, here's what I said at that time if you're in the mastermind group and you want to look back to what I said. I said at the time it will be only a matter of time before they will get a bigger piece. Because let's say that agency was getting 10% and Walmart was getting 5% of that 15% commission, then it only a matter of time before the executives of Walmart look and go, hey, how do we start getting more of a bigger piece? And so they're probably going to morph that way. Are you going to get, I just truly believe that Google is not going to be a company that is going to have actuaries and underwriters in it writing insurance. My personal opinion for the next 10 to 15 years, in my opinion. Uh, I would say the, the reason, the one thing that I would say that I, I they're going to look like, they're, they're not going to look like any insurance company that we've ever previously experienced. And the reason is because they already have that information times 10 than what insurance companies have. I was reading one of these, I was reading a couple articles, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and I mean, think about it. Google knows how you drive, where you drive, um, just tons of information how, that, that these insurance companies don't have. So if they were to become that insurance company, all they have to do is write an algorithm, and they don't need actual people to do that job. Because they know the actual science. Right. They do. That, that, makes, a, that, that, make, that makes a ton of sense. And that's why I would see them, they're, they're probably going to dip their toes in the water of being uh, an agent or whatever, but they're going to realize that getting... Uh, you know, commissions in 50 states and, uh, and you know, getting appointed, they're just, I don't, you know, that's going to be probably, you know, because they're only licensed in 26 states, I think, right now, Google, from what I read. Um, and then they're going to figure out, well, we could just be a company and sell it direct and not have to worry about it, and, and um, we can write six algorithms, and we're going to know what to charge, and it's going to be better than any company that is currently doing business. But where's their money come from? See, I think we're forgetting this. They're making money off $37 a click for well, Geico, for Progressive, for State Farm. That's the very people that they're going to be competing against. I also believe that the focus of Google always has, always will be, local. Now, we can discuss if local means in town or a while away. This is what I say to all you guys. This is one of my new things I've been talking about. And local is in the action of the consumer. To some people, local is down the road. To some people, local is 30 miles. To some people, local is within the United States. 
So we have to attend the action of the consumer is what determines local. That's very, very important. But I know Google has always put an emphasis on that. So that's where I think the goodness of this could come. They could actually be one of the saviors to the insurance industry that we're actually not realizing. I believe that they say, look, we control the homes that come through here, meaning leads. We control the people who are looking. We have all that data on these people. So yes, we could be that, but what? why get in the insurance business if you're not good at it? Just stay the real estate agent and collect some of the money off of it and let them do what they do. I believe Google when they said we're going to choose what we're good at and we're going to do it really, really well. And I believe that's search and I believe that's local. So I just can't see them like skewing their whole theme of their company due to, oh, we're going to get in the insurance business. I So I think... I agree, but see, I think here's where you're overstating, and this is where Google has their hands in so many things. It is a little terrifying, and I do like a lot of what they do. I agree. So, so let's, I agree. let's think about this really quickly. So we talk about search and all. We talk about local, but uh, Google is positioned to possibly dominate the automobile industry in the in the next ten to fifteen twenty years. Which which weaves right into this baby, you know. <laughs> Uh, we just had a conversation before we started the show about uh, the living room. They're going to control the living room with, they have their Chromecast product, they have, um, they release something else, uh, uh, Chrome TV, it's something, I, I can't remember what they call it. But anyways, and they own the operating system Android. Like, that is Google's thing. That's huge. People okay, don't so, understand how huge that is. Like, and, and people don't even make that assumption. So they have, and Google's getting, is continuing to step up their um, game in the mobile platform. So whoever wins the mobile War 2 is also going to have a huge amount of control. So you're talking car, living room, and in your pocket. They're all going after, they're going after all of it. Okay, so I don't know that they're, it seems to me that they're more after world domination than anything, um, is, is ultimately, and yes, it's all predicated on search, but um, they've got the resources and the ability to do these things, and uh, I mean, when you're on half of the f smartphones, when you're controlling the platform of half of the smartphones in the world, Probably more. I don't know. Between you know, Android is definitely more popular than uh, Apple and Windows, you know, across the world. But when you have that kind of control versus le being the leader in driverless automobile technology, um, which we talked about in a previous Grow Show, uh, and then you're making devices that are really ridiculously cheap to turn your TV into the best smart TV th that exists. Um, they want to get in your home. They don't care if they're losing money on these products. They want that access, that control. They know what you watch. They know where you're going. They know everything, uh, which I guess is like an enemy of the state too, I guess is what we're talking about right here. But uh, well, that's my opinion. It's totally relevant. Dude, seriously, what you're saying is totally relevant and is so true. And, I mean, you, you could almost see like little Google agents. And the reason I say that is be like if they really are a different kind of insurance agency or company that, that uses different criteria and different things, they could really separate themselves and have a great marketing strategy. Let's look at some of the statistics of today that we know though. We know that roughly 75% of the people who go online to do research, to get a quote, to get some type of, of interest in insurance, only 25% of those buy. The other 75% of the 100 that went are the other ones that go and they go find an agent and they purchase from them. So while Google may have that dominance up front, 
they still have to convert on the back side, which is what you were actually saying. Um, you earlier you said something to the effect of, you know, they're missing that one piece. And I believe that one piece, as you were referring to, is the relationship of the agent. Am I right? Well, it's 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 it. so the relationship is easily duplicated. It's the ability. It's it's the ability to provide the information that creates the relationship, is what everybody forgets. And you look at uh, we had talked. I don't know if it was on the show or you mentioned in the insurance inbound marketing community, like a company like Zenefits. You know, these are companies that, like, oh, we've got all this fancy tech and, and information that we can do these things, but we forget. That listen, like we said, like it's just the, they're they're forgetting that information that builds that relationship that ultimately creates the, the secret weapon, which is trust. Trust, and it does. And I'm going to sound like one of those old agents, and excuse me, veteran agents or agents who are in a simple um, stuck in a mindset of today. I just think it's going to take a while for that trust to be taken away from or be seen just as powerful by reading content ver and, and maybe that kind of stuff will then help spur the relationship but when we're talking actually on an actual search other than just basic long tail um, terms and keywords and sentences and phrases and questions I just here's what I'm doing I'm trying to imagine the circus without animals, and I can't do it because the circus still has animals. So let me let me, let me help you out. Let me let me help you out a little bit, Jason. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm already experiencing this in a very small degree today with okay. what I'm doing online. I feel like I've and and that's why I'm a huge proponent of video and and YouTube and creating this information and and not only just the video, but Focusing on what and how you say it more than you know exactly just the, the the tech and getting it done. Like focusing on on building that relationship through how you're communicating that message. I guess communication skills overall. Somebody sooner than later, I think, is going to figure out a way to replicate you know what we do at some point in time. Whether it's fifteen, whether it's ten years, whether it's fifteen years, whether it's twenty years, the technology will evolve to the point where we will no longer be necessary. And it's whether or not we are standing at the top of that mountain, helping that technology continue to facilitate itself to people, or are we on the bottom? And did we let it get? Did we let ourselves get crushed by it? Um, is the I think ultimately the question. Um, so I think I think t that relationship can absolutely one hundred and ten percent, like I believe, with every uh, ounce of insurance marketing knowledge that I have, that. Um, that relationship is so easy to, to replicate and communicate, at least from what I've seen, that but nobody's looking for it. And that's that's why I think that they're going to struggle for a while because they're just going to, hey, here's right. prices. All right, I got you. And, oh, here's 15% off. That's not what people really care about. Nope. It's kind of a little bit. Like, yeah, that's going to get their attention. That's going to get them to look at you. But at the end of the day, they don't want to mess with this stuff. And here's the ultimate, I guess here's where I'm ultimately going with this. Um, you know, they're mentioning about how much commissions are paid out and how they're still kind of really high. I mean, I'm going to argue for the way that we currently operate, it's going to become less and less profitable for us to do our jobs the way that people expect us to do our jobs. And th so there's going to be efficiencies that need to be made on the automation side, which is what Google's coming at. And there's our old traditional business model of how we handshake the business and the commissions are shrinking and we can't do the stuff that we used to and invest the time because ultimately we're just not going to be able to keep the doors open. These two things are going to come head to head and it's just where and when and what that line looks like, I don't know. That's very well said. 
That's very well said. I, I can I can definitely agree with that. I really can. You know, so an agent today looking at this is saying, you know, a lot of the things we're talking about are really emphasizing that what I'm saying is correct. I've been in the business 25 years, uh, 30 years, I'm 57 years old. And, you haven't yeah, um, been in the business that long. You're not that old, Cass. It, it, it I, I kept my age well, yeah. and that that person is listening to this right now, Joey, and they're saying that's my motivation or my demotivation that I know I need to change. I need, I know I need to upgrade this and there, but and I'm gonna go slow, and some of the stuff I'm not gonna do, and some of the stuff I am. Um, that's why I think that. There's agents today like you, me, Hanley, Carrie, Aaron. I mean, there's all over across America who are doing this stuff and already successful doing it and, and bringing in true ROI. But at the same time, I think that you still can operate an agency off old tactic and skills today. There's no doubt that I've been in the business 25, 30 years if I was that person. I would say that those things that I was doing 15, 10, and 5 years ago were not working the same day, the way they are today. But at the same time, I'm still writing business. My agents are still cold calling. I'm not going to say I'm going to say this to all the listeners. I've been in the business 14 years. I've owned my own business for five years. And one of the main ways I still get business today is by picking up the phone and calling somebody. It's just the way it is. Am I getting, do, am I having the success I did in 2001, 2003 when I was just writing gangbusters insurance? No. They become a different numbness to it. But upon doing that, whenever I get off the phone with them and I use technology like YouTube for me to record on my webinar like I am right now, Taking that and sending that in an email to them right after I get off the phone, just saying, "Hey, this is Jason Cass with JDC Insurance. We're going to be meeting next Thursday at one o'clock. Just wanted to give you a little face-to-face -face as to who I am. I saw you on on uh, online and just wanted to say hi. If something should come up in the meantime, and and I'm going to be there by next Thursday at one o'clock, um, just feel free to call me. My information's inside the email. Thanks. Bye bye. Boom. I grab that. I upload it to YouTube. I grab the link and I send it to them. There's probably even a nicer way that I could do that. I've just always done it that way. And that is a huge thing to do. So it's, yes, you're still doing this old tactic, but there's new tools to actually make it more effective because the way you used to do it, it's not effective. That doesn't mean that that's not bad to do. So going back to that, that's what that owner's thinking here when we're listening to this and he's thinking about perpetuating in his agency. Any thoughts to any of that? Yeah, I mean, I, you're not you're not going to change those in that demographic, I don't think, and I don't know that I don't. I mean, I guess the question I would say is, should we concern ourselves with? Does that matter? Do they is is what is their thoughts in this process relevant? The agent or the consumer of that age. The agent. The agent. agent. Okay, just making sure. Just making yeah. sure because it's because it's the consumer that's got to massively change in order for us to finally say, hey, that trust. Is, is, is associated to other than face-to-face. -face. It's trust built. And this is another thing, too. It's, I think age has nothing to do with it. It's, it's, it's education and affluency, I guess, to a certain extent, not to sound like kind of weird, but uh, you know, people that are not afraid of technology, regardless of age. I got, I got friends that are my age that you know, they still barely navigate an email address you know it's like it's just they don't they don't they don't get it but I've got people that are my grandma's age and older that are better at it than them and I don't think it's an age thing I think it's just a it's a familiarity it's a comfort with that technology um, 
and I think, like you said, it, it does have to require a change, but I think the people that are, are, are slowest to change are going to be the, the, the they're not going to be the best business. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're going to be a lot more work and they're going to be less profitable. And I don't know why we would continue to worry about that change happening based on those people when the tip of the sword is already there and more and more people are joining them every day. Again, I'll put it to you this way, and this, this might sound like the circus without animals, but I'm finishing up open enrollment for this year. This Friday or this Sunday will be the end of open enrollment for health insurance. Right. I'm already starting. Next year, my goal is to create a system or a process where I fully educate people enough that I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to people next year. Sounds terrible. People are maybe throwing tomatoes at their screen at me right now, but um, it, it just the, the like literally the time and the money that is is being paid out is just not there to be profitable and to handle the volume of business that would need to be held on the individual side of things. Okay. Wow. See, that's interesting, and that and that's mind blowing. You you explaining that to somebody is like what you're telling me that uh, you're not going to try and talk to them. But it can happen, and I guarantee it, Joey. You'll be successful at it. Um, I also I challenge a lot of the thoughts. So when the consumer changes in the way they want business to be done, I think sometimes we try to think of of things like communication, prospecting, retention, and those type of things. But there's other basic things I think that will fundamentally change. I'm starting to question I've said this before on whether requoting my insurance every year if that client is a bad client or a good client I think today it can be done effectively to where we could do that um, and I think we could do it effectively I mean once again I think we may have talked about this on past shows but one of the advantages we use as to do business with an independent insurance agent is we represent, represent multiple companies and we can allow a choice and coverages for your individual needs blah 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 but when it comes to their premium going up 10% or 12%, we get upset when they call us after year one or year two. But that's what we predicated the relationship on before we backfilled with the value. And I think that that's something that we need to now look at to the fact of commissions going down, labor staying the same. Yeah, it's impossible. Today it's not. I think also one of the things I've also come to realize, and, and Joey, I think that what you said is very correct on the early adopters and stuff, but I have to say that the, it seems like the people who are the early adopters are the ones who are in it for the wrong reason. And the ones that are now starting to trickle through, the clients we see it grow today are completely different than the ones we saw a year ago or 18 months, 20 months ago. We've only been actually in full board operation a little over 18 months. But it's completely different. And really the only three agents we ever did business with that we don't have now three of them happened in the in that last year and they don't leave now and I think one of the reasons is is because these guys are in it for retention they understand leads come but it's mainly on a retention it's communicating it's doing business the way the consumer wants as opposed to those early adopters come in and it's like oh yeah I want to make some money hey how much money do I have to make I'm starting to see a better I think we're seeing a better per agent today I think I think there's those that are going to try and adopt in three, four, five, six years. Yeah, they're they're the ones who have been, you know, they're the ones right now that want to start using newsletters when they were told to do it in 05 and 07, and now newsletters are not a big thing anymore, and they're actually a turnoff if not done correctly. So I think things are going to start to change in the way that we see even agents progressing through this with early adopters and, and different types of things. And so that may seem scattered mind. 
But I, I think about this a lot as to how that consumer, if they're going to change, are they just changing in this area or are they changing in everything they do? I almost think that the way that our behaviors are are actually changing as consumers as opposed to our wants and needs as well. So whatever. No. So we need to circle back to Google because really everything we've been talking about is Google. And I think that, you know, if we go along the lines of what Joey's talking about in saying that you can have content and you can have other avenues that build just as much, if not more, trust than that handshake face-to-face, -face, then that plays into Google's hands because they're allowed the one that's going to dish up that information that's going to seem to be a value, that content that's going to be a value to build that trust. Um, I think they definitely have a, a, an inside. I'm just going to go back and say that at the end of the day, I don't think they want to get in a fight, Joey, with Google. I just don't think they are. I'm sorry. Who is, who is right, they? Sorry, who sorry, is sorry. Google doesn't want to get in a fight with Geico. That's what I'm saying. I don't well, believe so, they're going to try and attack those people. Let's run this scenario because uh, I think insurance companies are just as ripe for the picking as agents are because uh, we all are pretty backwards and slow to, to change our thoughts. Absolutely. Um, so let's say Google does become an insurance company, but what what's going to stop those agents? I mean, unless Google stops selling it, but what's going to stop those companies from buying those those clicks, those those AdWords? When they realize that theirs isn't being shown. To the client that the average insurance company wants, Google will show preference to their, to leading them to what they want rather than, I mean, they're, they're controlling the show here. You know, they're controlling the show. Right. So, so let's just say, for example, uh, like if you do a search for any type of product on Google, you're going to have your three sponsored links, and then Google's going to show its shopping endorsements that they have. And those are, from what I understand, those aren't necessarily all straight on the up and up. There's there's some financial uh, payola happening around. I mean, there's like you, you show up there for a reason. From what I understand, I could be wrong on that. No, but why I, would probably right. But what? But what? The, my point is, is how is that? Why would their dealings of insurance be any different? Still leave their top three. You know, paid spots for whoever wants to buy them, and then they're going to give preference to you know. Then they're going to have their comparative rating for Google Auto right there underneath it. Then they're going to get their ad money, and they're going to sell the auto too. It, it, it's definitely that's, that's a little far fetched. I don't know if I even believe that, but no, no, no. And, and I think I, I think you should. I think you're definitely right. Once again, this is this unknown, and 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 I just. I think that you're just as much right in what you're thinking as I am because it's all a theory. I just try to say, let's go with the cores of what they're good at, find what you're good at, and be the best at it. If they're in the car industry, that's separate than search. But guess what? They're doing crap. Like you said, they're going to be dominant in it because they are like saying, this is the technology of the future, driverless cars, blah, 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 and they're doing it better than anybody, you know? Um I think that they're going to take over homes, you know, just as much. I think you're going to see totally. Google will are oh, yeah. Apple, Apple will go to twenty percent of the population, the big time people, and everything else will be dominated by Google, in my opinion, when it comes to that media. I also forgot to mention they they also purchased Nest, the home uh, thermometer system. Right. Like so, they own that. So like, if you want to turn your heat up and down in your house, they're going that's to what I'm saying. Like they're they're going to, and then Apple's going to come out with theirs. 
but there's going to be known as for more of the prominent people. I mean, seriously, like, okay, so I can go buy a flat screen TV today, get some software like Plex, we won't go into this, and I basically, with a Chromecast and a Plex, which Plex is free, uh, the free version, but it does a lot, I can turn my TV almost into a smart TV. Aren't I correct there, Joey, if I say that? Yeah, I mean, that's how I watch all of my TV, actually. I have a 30, or, yeah. or you can go get a Google TV and pay $2,500. That's a smart TV. Do you see what I mean by that? I think that they're going to pride themselves on being the rich and, and, and famous. I mean, it's funny if you're a Google user anyways because it's been proven over and over again by multiple sources that the phone is nowhere near as robust and as good as all of its competitors, except they sell you on the fact that it's Apple and it looks cool and it's shiny and it's nice and the why, whatever, and they charge you out the ASS. But it's been proven over and over that these other devices like Joey, who's a big Google geek like I am, and we're using our TVs, the same ones we have now. So I, I, I agree. There is world dominance. And I think that, as I said, I think in the home centers, they're looking at these verticals and saying, how do we dominate these verticals? Insurance happens to be one of those verticals. But I still think that inside those verticals, their core of what made them successful was search will still be in there, their core of saying we're the best and we are. As long as Sergey Brin and Larry Pager are, are at the heads of it. They're not at the heads, but they are the heads. So. Well, one of, the, one of the articles that I read made an interesting suggestion that they have to do these sorts of things to stay relevant because people are becoming used to just opening their Amazon app on their phone because of the mobile dominance. People are used to opening their Amazon app and just searching for something and buying it, as opposed to going to Google and searching for it. So let's just go directly into the Amazon app, bypassing Google entirely. That's true. Same thing with, uh, like, Expedia, too. They'll just go into the Expedia app versus searching Google. Um, and that's why they need to build out these kind of segmented features within their primary search function to, to deliver these products so they are not cut out. And and I, I don't know if you remember, not, even, not too long ago, I mean, it was maybe, what, a year ago? I mean, I heard a lot of people saying that, you know, Search might be dying because of this, you know, popularity in apps, and people are just going to go directly to an app. I remember reading something like that, you know, not not all that long ago. Do you know why that's absolutely true, Joey? There is no doubt about that, and I love that you brought that up because this is does revolve around Google. But like, I think of that all the time. Like, whenever I'm on, I mean, this is crazy, but like, whenever I'm on my phone and I'm away at a basketball game or something, and someone asks me a question, like it takes me a couple seconds to go, oh, yeah, I can check that on my phone. Now, if someone says to me, um, hey, man, we're getting ready to go out. Uh, do you got enough money to go? And I need to check my bank account, see if I need to move some money over. I immediately go right to my phone, go to my app. But it's amazing how little I use Chrome when I'm away from my computer. When I'm on my computer, I'm always using it. Why? Because I don't have the option for apps. So there is a huge, huge, huge um, point in that. I also have to say that I think mobile is very important. I still think we have a couple years on that. And the fact when I look at my own analytics, 20, maybe at the most high side, 25% of mine comes from mobile. On average, it's anywhere between 15 and 20% of my website traffic to my insurance agency. To grow, it's around the 30, 35%. But I also am, um, my audience on Grow is insurance agents who usually use IE and they're always at their computer. So those could be a little bit swayed. But 
I, I truly believe. Now, if you look at Facebook, Facebook says that there's some months, there's been three or four over the last year, that they've actually had more mobile traffic in that um, in that year, in, in that um, in in that month, excuse me. But once again, it's an app. So I wonder if they would have had that same mobile use if you had to go to the browser. I doubt they would have. So it's all it's it's all relative to the industry, the type of, of of site versus app versus the task in which you're trying to accomplish too. You know, I mean, uh, let's face it. I could use my phone here and type out a blog post. Am I going to? No. I'm going to wait till I get back to my computer so I can use my mouse and my keyboard uh, because it's easier. True. Um, it's true. So I think it's it's people want to jump on this. Let's make it as easy as possible for our mobile. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, but what I'm going to use this for? It's it's going to be my it's going to be my recon. I'm going to do everything I need to do on this while I'm away from it, and then when I get back to my home base, then I'm going to, you know, finalize and, and lay out whatever you know I need to. I, that's my personal usage. Whether that's reflective of, I think Hanley should have stole, stolen that for uh, content warfare. Uh, content warfare, your recon and yeah. then back to home base. Yeah, would have liked it. You know, you know, I, th I thought that would have been good. So on the wrap up of this, Joey. I mean, what what is it? I mean, what is it that an agent should take away from this? I think, in my opinion, the agent should take away from the fact of everything we talk about, everything we emphasize, has to do with some kind of aspect of your brand, of your sales, of your advertising, of your marketing, of your selling, of your cross-selling, of your retention is social and digital. Hence why it's going to be coming out, Customer Service is Just Foreplay, book coming out here mid to the end of March, uh, written by the one and only Jason Cass, because we talk about that. Google plays into that whole realm. I mean, they dominate that whole realm. We're talking about online. I think that for you to sit there, for you to sit there and listen to... Um, and to read this stuff about what's going on in Google and saying, oh, I'm just going to go hide behind my desk. Well, you're rocking dead right now. So it, I sit here and, it say, and I say that I agree with you, Mr. and Mr. Agent, the majority of you. This is not something that's going to take you out of business tomorrow. It's just not. But I have to say, in 1999, the businesses that were absolutely exploded when Google came along by 2001, 2002, those businesses were gone and non-existent, offline and real, and offline and online. Businesses were exploded and gone because of the emergence of Google. So we can sit here and say in 2015 we're good, and let's say we should have something to worry about in 2020 or 2025. You don't know when that next company, maybe it's already here and it just hasn't exploded yet. It's getting ready to tomorrow. We're talking about Google here, which is a company that already is big. It already has half world dominance and who can flip on the light switch and make drastic changes to an agency tomorrow. I just don't think it's agents that are worried about this. We have the one thing that, that companies never have had, and that's the relationship. So I think really insurance companies might have more to be scared about than Google. But that's just my takeaway. Get online. It's never too late. One day it will be too late. And if Google wants to serve up the best possible search rating in search for the user, they're going to want to stay local. They're going to whatever that means to that person. Now, once again, Google's going to know, does this person normally buy out of town or do they buy in town? They've got all these analytics. I think that's what you need to do for the takeaway. That's my wrap. Joey? 
So I think it really comes down to the swing of the information pendulum, meaning um, there, like I said, there will come a time when, when you know, what we offer, it's the relationship, yes, but it's, it's the relationship with that information. You know, if, if we weren't offering them the, 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 the information to make that choice to, to build that relationship, then it wouldn't exist. And that's what Google and Geico, you know, all their commercials, that's what they're not offering. And until, some, until that comes and swings across to where the information that we would normally provide to, to build that relationship, when Google or whoever else has that advantage or is able to, to, to replicate that and to do that a lot more easily, then that's when we need to be worried. Sure. Uh, and the point of that is, is that what I mean by that is because it doesn't matter. Uh, so, if if Google becomes an insurance company, are they going to let independent agents sell their policies? Does it matter then? Are you going to sell Google's auto policy? Or are you going to sell Safeco's? It doesn't matter to you, probably right. not. Good point. Um, or let's just say that they even don't let you. So then it becomes a question of just like over in the UK. Well then, so instead of our commissions being built into the price of the policy, then we just have to change our model of saying, well, instead of it being built in, we're not going to sell you the policy, we're just going to charge you a fee for our service, right. and that's it. So I mean, I think that's where it's going to go first before it goes to completely wiping out. So it's either we're going to sell insurance for Google, or we're going to sell our knowledge to the consumer to make that decision that Google's not providing. Now, when that is not available, that's when I would get worried. Right, and insurance companies, one of their main things that they're having problems with, Joey, is getting the agent to actually get online and do it. So um, a company like Ally, they provide great services to their agents to say, hey, you know, we've cut a lot of the costs down and we found this company who can help you get found online and all that. When you think about that, that's what Google's great in. And so with the other technology they have that you were talking about, that allows them to have the actuary and underwriting science and then to be able to distribute it so it would work very well if they had Google agents. So I hope you guys really uh, really like got the best that you could out of it. Um, and this is just our thoughts, our minds, and, and, and what we want is we want your ideas, your thoughts in the comments section of, of here being on Google+. Um, be sure to put it on if you've just got it off the website or you just got an email that delivered it to you on the website uh, underneath where this video is. There's comments down there. We'd love to get your comments. It gives us great feedback for our future shows. Keep in mind, Joey and I do this absolutely free. We do it because we love you. And, and I know that sounds funny, but I'm being serious. We do this because we love you. I kind of like him. Love is a strong word. I kind of like him. He kind of <laughs> likes him, he says, okay? I'm going to say love because I love what this industry gives me. I love the financial freedom. I like the fact that I don't miss my kids' games. I like the fact that I'm seen as a professional in my community. I like the fact that I have opportunity to grow. I like the fact that I'm in control of my own destiny. I like the fact that I'm in control of my own workday. Whether I'm the agency owner or I'm just the agent, I've played both of those roles. And in both of those roles, I've had freedom to create the business that I wanted to. I believe there's a whole generation out there of people who are looking for the things that I just listed. I think there's a whole group of, of, of people out there that would find new life to their own personal lives and to their families if they could understand the certain things that Joey, I, and all these agents, including you, get to experience out there. That's what we have to do to move the industry forward. These tools, these things we're talking about are very, very important, and I believe that they're going to be around for a while. But we need people. 
no matter what Google is going to bring to us. They can bring us all the search results that they want to. But even when you call Geico, even when you call Progressive, there's still someone they're talking to. Yeah, you can quote and bind online, but it's going to take a little bit more time or some company coming up with something outside the box to make that a realistic thing as simple as buying a plane ticket. Because keep in mind, no one was going to go online to buy a plane ticket. That was too complicated. Now it's pretty much one of the easiest things. I can do that easier than transferring money inside of my bank. See the circus without the animals. It's hard to do, but that's what we're forced to do. So that's pretty much what my closing word is. Now, Joey, I want to do something different at the end of this that we haven't normally done. And so let's kind of take this and pivot a little bit to the platform of what we're doing at DEMA. Sound good? You got it, boss. Let's Ross. Let's I said let's Ross. See, I was going to say let's roll. You said boss messed me up completely. Let's roll. I thought you just wanted to rhyme. I was going to go with it. I wasn't going to say anything. Next time I won't. Guess who's back in this little bitty house? Okay, so anybody, um, sorry, I go off on these a lot. My team loves it. You say something and I rhyme and I wrap it. So if you want to put something in the comments, a little bitty like saying or something, I'll probably got a song that I can wrap it to and I'll do it on the next uh, show. Put it in the comments. So let's talk about. Dima and some of the stuff that we have coming forward. Dima right now is a platform that it's a members only site where you pay a certain amount of money. We have lots of agents that have been in this now. We're coming on our one year anniversary. Dima is a place where you can go. It's called the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy. And what we teach there is we teach how to use Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, YouTube, blogging, and email marketing. All taught by insurance agents. Hence the slogan and one of the things sayings we say for grow is for agents by agents all the time. That's something no one else can say in the industry. No one else. No one else. We're here for insurance agents because we are insurance agents and we know what to do to help keep the traffic and get your online identity set straight and seen perfectly as clear. We can do that. We can help you. One of the tools we help you with is DEMA and that's a digital marketing insurance marketing academy. Right now there's a member site that you can go on and you can learn all those different things and they're taught by insurance agents. But we noticed something. Me and the agents, specifically Joey, have kind of noticed that we have agents who are learning stuff, but they're not putting it together. And so you've heard me maybe on my podcast say at the end of December of 2014 that 2015 is the year of the GPS. It's the year of the roadmap. It's a way for us to be able to take you from some small podunk town on the East Coast to the big city of Los Angeles and get you there. A lot of places and what we've done at DEMA before is we've given you the tools like the car, like the gas money, the food money. And we've told you, go to Los Angeles. And you've used all that stuff, but you ended up halfway to Los Angeles and got turned around. Either you started heading north when you should have went west. Maybe you started south, headed back east. The point is, is you've spun in circles and you haven't been able to put together a total digital insurance plan. And that's what we're going to teach at DEMA. Essentially, we're going to take new videos, but if we had the old videos, which we're going to still keep there for you, and for uh, the current DEMA members, and for all the new DEMA members. But we're going to organize those in a way, and we're going to deliver them to you in a way that I don't think has been done before. Joey and I are trying to be very innovative in that. And so I'm going to here in a second, I'm going to have Joey elaborate a little bit more what he sees as this, 
But it's very, very, very important that you understand where we are going and what we are trying to do. From website to blogging to email marketing to social platforms and many other things in line there, there's a way a system you got to go. It's just not jumping in one of those. Joey, is there anything that you want to add um, to help uh, explain what we're doing at DEMA and the things we're trying to go for? So, I mean, if, uh, and if, if anybody's listened to you for long enough, they know you love your visual analogies. Uh, you got to put something. As soon as I say something like, and I give it a physical representation, you're all over it. Like, I could speak in other languages all day long. You don't care. Like, I might as well not even be talking to you. As soon as I give it a picture, I paint a nice little picture. Sometimes I actually have a sketchboard that I draw things on here for you. He does. He does. But, um, no, but seriously, so uh, you said, you know, we give you the car, we give you the gas money, we give you the food money. Most people can even sometimes even give you the map, but what they don't tell you is how to read the stupid thing because that's what's actually going to allow you to um, adjust course and you know recalibrate. You know, let's say you run into traffic, let's say the road is under construction, whatever it is, you need to know how to read the stupid thing so you can then go around that and figure your new path to where you need to go because it's not always going to you're not always going to get there on the first try, and uh, I think that is ultimately what we are looking to do is teaching you how to read these sorts of things and then prioritize them as to, you know, yeah, they're important, but this is more important. And you need to do step one first before you get to step 37. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't uh, gotten a website up and if you haven't written a single blog post and you're trying to talk to me about how many people should be following you on Google Plus or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, um, it's good that we wouldn't be, not be in the same physical space because I would smack you right across the face. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to do. And that's going to be within DEMA, and I think even more exciting though than that, what we're going to do to kind of help you understand how this works, and we talked a little bit about it today, but we want to give something completely entirely up front, and that's going to be um, an entirely free webinar teaching you the basics of, of this and how to make it work. And obviously hammering down and drilling down into each detail is, is where we obviously can't do that in one webinar, but we want to give that to you to, to kind of get, that under, under, get, get, get you that understanding. And we don't really have the, the name worked out, but you know, right now it's going to be along the lines of figuring out that secret to selling this stuff, insurance online, uh, and 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 what it ultimately revolves around. We already used the word in in this in this episode a few times. It starts with a T, and uh, there's a lot to it. And we're gonna. I'm I'm pretty excited about it because this is the stuff that it's not all that sexy. It's not a good headline, but it's it's the stuff that's actually going to make you get results and and be able to have the conversations like me and Jason are having. That's exactly right, and that's what I say. Those that are frustrated that never got the results, um, I can't promise you anything because it's really, really up to you. Just like in the offline, it works on the online. If you want to sit behind your desk and not be social, you're not going to sell a lot of insurance. You're not going to retain a lot of insurance. It's the same way online as well. You got to be proactive. It's the proactive people online that are actually the ones that are making the money. Same way in the real world. And as Joey said, I really, really like what 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 you've explained there because. It is a point. When you start at pay at 37, you're frustrated very fast when nothing's working. It's a step-by-step. -step, it's drilling down. And I got to tell you, it's going to be good stuff. So I look forward to it. We're going to be having our first webinar next week. So if you're a DEMA or a Mastermind member and you're watching or you're listening to this, you should have received an email by the time that this has been, well, actually, it's posted immediately. So if you're listening to it, you're going to be receiving an email. Let me just tell you that. Today, once again, is the 11th. You should be receiving an email, and then we will be rolling that. Once we get their feedback, we will then be rolling it out to everybody else. Maybe that's listening to this. Uh, that is going to. Um, it's going to just roll out to you guys, and then we'll start the system and have a little bit more detail. 
So I do look forward to it. It's going to be an exciting thing. My, my mission and Joey's mission is to lead you to the promised land. We got to get you there. Once you start seeing this, a lot of conversations, a lot of things you hear agents talking about, a lot of things, the way that the consumer is thinking is going to start to become a realization to you. When that happens, then you build your audience. When that happens and you build value, that's when you see your ROI. You can't start at the end. You got to start at the beginning, and there's a sequence. So that's what we're providing you coming very, very soon at DEMA. So, in the meantime, this has been Jason Cass of The Grow Show um, uh, with uh, my buddy jo um, Joey. And so, Joey, closing out, anything to say? Uh, no, that's it, sir. I will uh, bring the pulpit and robes next time. That was quite the uh, preacher-esque moment that you had there. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So this has been Jason Cass with The Grow Show. Keep in mind, you can find us almost every week. We've got Agents Influence also being rebranded as Grow Podcast. Also, you can go right now to www.insuranceforeplay.com. That's insuranceforeplay.com, F-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y. And if you misspell it, F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com, that's okay. I bought that one too. www.insuranceforeplay.com. Go there, put in your email, and you're going to be one of the first to get the announcement of the book. And you'll also get the first three or four chapters. I can't believe, I can't remember what the publisher put up as far as chapters that you'll get for free. The book right now, customer service is, is just foreplay, is in the editor's hands, should be coming back within the next week, and then we'll be sending out to our uh, listeners or to our readers. We've got a select five that we've narrowed it down to. Once it gets back from them, we make our final edits, and it goes to uh, basically uh, electronic form, paperbacks, and hardback. Look forward to it, insuranceforeplay.com. This has been Jason Cass of The Grow Show with my buddy John, uh, with my buddy Joey. We're out. Take it easy.